What's up? What's up? Nick Loper here. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show because you'll never forget the first dollar you make outside of your day job. It's this super empowering moment. And as always, my guests and I are here to help you experience that milestone and then keep on climbing. As you know, tons of different ways to make money online. There's 450 something episodes in the archives. Go binge on those. But the root of all of those different ways really come down to one thing, and that's helping people. Now, a couple of different ways to go about that, that online entrepreneurs are doing that is by packaging up their knowledge and their experience into an online training course or a membership program or community. But which model makes the most sense for your business? To find out, it is time for another Side Hustle Showdown. To help with this debate, I've invited back two Side Hustle Show favorites. In corner number one, representing the online course side, he's sold over $2 million worth of his flagship online course from pianointwentyonedays.com and theonlinecourseguy.com. Jock Hopkins, welcome back to the show. Hey, Nick. Thanks for the opportunity once again. Excited to get into this. You bet. And in corner number two, representing the membership side of the debate, he and his wife sold their primary membership site in the librarian niche for over a million dollars and now help other people create and grow membership sites of their own from flippedlifestyle.com and the Flipped Lifestyle podcast. Shane Sams, welcome back to the show. Nick, I'm pumped, man. Let's go. Let's talk a little bit. Let's get it after it. Let's do it. Let's start off with the content, the structure. What are the main differences, pros and cons maybe you guys see in what the actual product is that you're delivering? And we'll let Jacques kick us off on the content of a course. All right, let's do it. So, I mean, Shane's got this Kentucky swagger going on over there, so I'm a little intimidated <laughs> right off the bat, but I'm going to I'm going to do the best that I can to kind of represent courses, but I think first and foremost in my opinion, there is some gray area. I don't think this is black and white and hey, these things are part of a course, these things are not, and these things are part of a membership and these things are not. I do personally believe there can be quite a bit of overlap, but in general, I would say that courses are more, somebody signs up for a course for some sort of transformation. And not only is it some sort of transformation in their life, but it's typically some sort of transformation that happens fairly quickly, right? Learn piano in 21 days, like to start your own online business in eight weeks. That's typically kind of what a course is, where typically with a membership, you're, you're wanting your members to kind of stick around for as long as possible. And it's just kind of a value add to their life. You're trying to give them tips and tools and community to just improve their life from now going forward. And so in general, that's kind of the main difference. But I have, you know, personally, I have a lot of elements of a membership in my online course. And I know a lot of memberships that have elements of online courses as well. Yeah, there's some overlap between the two. But I like that distinction. Well, this is about a maybe a one-off transformation with a finite timeline versus being more of an open-ended thing. Shane, your take. Yeah, man. A membership to us just represents stable, predictable revenue over time, lower energy output. Um, I know when uh, me and my wife, Jocelyn, started our first membership, we were school teachers. So we did not have a lot of time and energy to go like 70-hour hustle work weeks into a big launch or anything like that. And we were replacing our paycheck. We wanted to make sure that we were getting paid <laughs> every single month, month after month, year after year. So inside the membership itself, other than the energy and stability, the big things we look for is a curated path to a longer term goal. I guess what I would agree with Jacques is it's almost like stringing together 
a bunch of courses on a path that are leading to a much bigger kind of outcome. But we also get to go really deep on community and service. Service is the huge thing I think that we get uh, out of a membership site that we don't really get in courses. A lot of times courses are transactional. There's kind of a transaction. You serve them for a limited time and they're gone. But we actually get to serve and facilitate really long-term growth in our people. And that's why we do memberships because it uh, produces bigger outcomes over time. A curated path to a longer-term goal. I really like how you phrase that there. Is there a distinction? So depending on the niche, certain paths may make more sense where piano in 21 days, like, would it make sense to piano for life? You know, just keep, keep paying me monthly and I'll keep giving you my piano tips all the time. Like, how do you distinguish what makes sense to go the membership route? You know, the membership route is a meta kind of business structure. It can almost fit over anything. There's some things that cannot be delivered as a course. One of the things is like curriculum, like our elementary librarian site, like my U.S. history teachers uh, site that we still have and we still own and we still operate. It's not like we can just teach someone how to teach U.S. history. They're going to need resources. They're going to need materials, almost like a library of access underneath the courses that teach them how to do each thing. But we even find like for musicians and things like that, like we got a guy named Kevin DePew in our community. He teaches people how to play guitar and he has built this community around his basic thing. Like he teaches you in the first month how to play your first song. But then he teaches you the next song, the next song, the next song. You get to interact with other people, uh, hundreds of people from all over the world who are taking the same courses. And they really build this community around the product, around the courses, around the trainings. And you get basically better results or bigger results over time because you're not just learning that one thing that one time and you can do it. You always have the next step. You always have a leader that's taking you down that rabbit hole farther and farther. And you're surrounded by other people that are doing it as well. So you're motivated to keep going and keep doing the thing. You know, Jacques, one of the ways I know you've been working on is kind of building that community interaction element for the piano course is like, is it kind of transitioning to this uh, recurring revenue model or is it just kind of a, a lifetime access thing? Yeah, I mean, Nick, I'm here to learn just as much as I am to, to present a case to. And for me, like I said at the beginning, like I do have a lot of elements that you would typically see in a membership. I do have a very vibrant community. It's right in, in there inside of my platform. It used to be like a Facebook group, and now it's built in to the course. Under each lesson, people can talk about what they just learned. There's kind of overall community sections as well. I do live streams each week. There's other forms of interaction. To me, what it comes down to, because a lot of what I do looks like a membership, and I would love to hear Shane's take on this, but like overall like lifetime value of a customer, right? And how long are members staying around? And you know, when you have an actual membership where you have to worry about churn and people canceling, it's like you have to figure out how long your members are actually sticking around and how much how much money that is equating to. For me in my experience, I've preferred to go the route of charging kind of a higher higher in price upfront. Now, I do think that's dependent on your specific niche and your brand, right? Mine's p called Piano in 21 Days. So like if that was a membership, a monthly membership, that might sound kind of weird. It's like, wait, why am I paying you monthly? I'm supposed to learn Piano in 21 Days. So that's another reason I went with like a course route. I charge like one time for lifetime access. It never goes away. I do offer a six or 12 month payment plan. And real quick, the reason I do that is because of the recurring revenue model. If all of a sudden I stop getting new students right now, I know that for the next six months, I'm still going to bring in like $40,000, which is a lot of peace of mind. If I didn't have the payment plans, then I would be like stressing out every single day if I got a new student or not. 
there's still a finite kind of mindset there. Like let, let's take let's take like the course model and that what you said about getting the money up front. I feel like when you're approaching your business as I just have to extract as much money as possible up front, it kind of lets you on off the hook for a long term outcome or a value. Whereas if I create a, go into a mindset of I'm going to serve this customer forever, that's my goal. I want to create a forever customer. Now, we all know that eventually everybody leaves or dies. Let's get realistic, right? Like someone's going to quit your membership or, or go away for some reason. But the mindset is a total shift. So now all I've got to think about is service. Now all I've got to think about is surrounding these people with value. And when we looked at lifetime value, when we first launched our memberships, like we used to sell courses, we used to sell bundles of resources, which is kind of like a course. It's a transactional kind of thing. Uh, when we would sell things for like $400, $500, $600 on one transaction. As soon as we switched to the membership model, what we found was a huge percentage of people on our lists in our audience that had never given us money jumped on board because I wasn't asking for the money up front. They didn't have to consider a payment plan. They could come in at a much lower price. Instead of 1000 I could charge 100 Instead of 500 I could charge 50. So the first month that we switched all of our businesses to the membership model, we made more money in a single month than we had ever made uh, selling uh, courses or selling one-off bundles because so many more people got on board. And then as lifetime value extended, we saw that people would stay a couple extra months than they would have before. Or some people would upgrade to quarterlies or annuals toward the end. And as we got more savvy, we could market it that way. Like if we knew people stayed an average of seven months or 10 months, at six months or nine months, we could offer them an upgrade to some other kind of plan on discount. And that would extend lifetime value. So the double whammy of kind of people did stay longer than what we ever thought we could charge for a course. Plus, so many more people had access to come into the fold. We went wide instead of stacking it all up front. And now all of the onus comes back to us. We reversed all the risk from our customer to us to say, we are your leaders. We want to serve you. We are going to see this through. If you can't play piano in 21 days, don't worry. We'll be here at day 31 in month two. And we'll keep going forward with that. It just created this dynamic where not only are we more motivated and incentivized to serve our people, but more people are incentivized to give us money. And that's kind of the goal when you're in business, right? It's really interesting that you actually did do the test that I haven't really done. And so you were able to test it yourself and see that difference. You know, I wrote down one thing that you just said, and you mentioned having a course or specifically like charging all the money up front that it lets you off the hook more for the long term. And in some ways, I would disagree with that because I think even if we are talking about a course, student success is still one of the most important elements overall probably more important than the marketing, probably more important than the funnel, possibly even more important than the course itself. And so if you're completely focused on getting that money up front and not as focused on their long-term success, actually succeeding with the course, actually making that transformation that you promised and following up with people and making sure they get it done, then you're not going to have that student success, you're not going to get as many testimonials, you're not going to have as much goodwill going around the internet and word of mouth about your course. And so in my opinion, like in the way that I operate is that's only the beginning of the relationship. And whether it's a membership or one time payment, like we still have a relationship for as long as they want to be around. Well, but there's some structural problems. Like, for example, like if I like, like you talk about your community coming in, right? Like, I get that. I see people that have like a community element, a Facebook group, something where people can hang out when they buy the course. Like, maybe there's a launch or something like that. When there is a finite reason for those people to either succeed, fail, or leave, like, okay, 21 days to play piano, there's your course. 
fine. You can learn how to play piano in 21 days. We all know that everybody's not going to do that for one thing. Uh, the majority of people will not be engaged in that community. And when that period ends and you move on to the next thing, there's nothing to hold that community together inside of it. But like when you have a membership and you have a true community where they're paying month after month, people who pay, pay attention. If you pay month after month, you're going to log in. You're going to come back and take courses. You're going to get used to people. You're going to make friends with people. You're going to build masterminds and almost become a part of a culture, not just a part of a course who's in a Facebook group. Right. And we have people from our very first webinar back in 2014 that are still in the membership, still masterminding people, still logging into the forums every single day because they are invested over time. Right. And when you invest over time, you're going to have greater outcomes of success. Like we have thousands of success stories. Um, we actually had someone the other day join the community and they said, I looked everywhere for somebody talking bad about Shane and Jocelyn Sam's and flip lifestyle and I couldn't find it. So I decided to give you my money. <laughs> right. And it's because the reputation develops over time. Like you can meet me like we can meet at a conference and you will be like that Shane Sam's guy. He talks funny, but he's a pretty good dude. Right. But if you get to know me and I show up for you every two weeks on a member call. And if I show up for you every single month in the forums and I got and I'm hiring people to serve you because you got stuck and you took a couple months off and you didn't quite learn how to do the thing. And now you're back. Like, I'm going to build that relationship over time. It's just like your oldest friends. Like, think about your oldest friends. Are you closer to them or are you closer to your newest friends? Right. You're probably going to be closer to the people you've spent the most time with. And uh, I feel like the course model sometimes everybody gets real excited and then it just kind of burns out. We always say that uh, memberships are like a glacier. I'm going to build them snowflake by snowflake, eon after eon, impossible, unstoppable force going forward. And uh, courses always feel like prairie fires. They look cool, man. They burn high and hot, and then they just kind of fizzle out. <laughs> they get grown over again. You know what I mean? That message is well-received on my part, and, and that's awesome uh, how much goodwill is going on around your membership. And I, I would love to be able to split test it on my end um, to some extent, but the only thing I would add to that is – I do have lots of students who, who purchased my course two, three, four, five years ago. And for whatever reason, like didn't necessarily succeed with it back then. But because I offer lifetime access, they do come back and they eventually get to it when the time is right. I mean, I don't know if we're going to have global pandemics as often um, like the one we had last year. But like I had so many people not only coming in new to sign up for the course, but so many of my old people that signed up were reinvigorated by the piano because they were home. They, they wanted to um, use their time productively. And so they didn't have to pay me anything extra, yet they still were able to participate in the community and get that transformation, even though they, they didn't get it two, three, four years ago when they first signed up. They got it when the time was right for them. I think that actually is the one of the bigger philosophical differences between selling a membership model and selling a course, right? There is definitely merit to saying you buy something, you get all the access to it, it's yours, you can come back to it later, right? In my experience, just seeing how students work, I would say the majority of students, though, do not come back to the course. They do not come back to the thing. And by not reinvesting inside of the uh, training. They don't re-engage with the training. But when our people, we have people sometimes that will quit the membership, they'll go away a couple of years, then they'll come back because life happens, right? Pandemics, parents going into nursing homes, kids getting broken legs, whatever it is that derails you from the process, you kind of leave, you come back. But now when our people come back, here's the advantage for the business owner. I get money again. 
if your people do come back, you as the business owner get nothing. You get nothing going forward. You're still serving people. You're still hiring people. You're still trying to build your business and grow your brand. You've got expenses. you got things. And you get nothing, and you're still serving this long tail of people who have infinite access to all of the stuff uh, that you're doing. And I think there's a benefit for your people. They may get fired up because of some circumstance. But once the circumstance goes back to normal, they get busy again. They are not invested in the moment, but my people are because they are paying and people who pay, pay attention. There's just something different when a student says, hey, here's your 50 bucks this month. Man, I got to I got to get my money out of that. So I think that you can actually get more people reengaged by giving them a chance to come back into your community at a lower price. And then when they come back, guess what happens when they come back to that course? It's just the course. When they come back into the community, we've added new content. You know, we have 60, 70 training modules that are like 45 minutes or more inside there. So the value that we have stacked up over time, when you look at, like, let's say I was teaching piano in my course. And over the last six years, I just kept adding courses about piano. I had my first month where you learn how to play piano. My second month, you learn how to play Queen uh, Bohemian Rhapsody or something. And the next month, you do something else. The next month, you do something else. By the time you come back to me, you're like, whoa, 50 more dollars and I get 25 more songs that I get to learn how to play. And I've just been stacking that over time. So the value prop compared to the money, even though they're paying to come back in, they're getting the accountability. They're getting more content. They're getting another few hundred people that they know are paying and are invested now, not just maybe got added to a group during a launch a year ago. I'll be right back with more with Jock and Shane right after this. If you're scrambling to get your books in order and you may be thinking, never again, this is the year I finally get organized, I want to invite you to check out our sponsor, FreshBooks.com, which helps you track income and expenses throughout the year. That gives you a real-time dashboard of your profitability and it makes your taxes a breeze. Here's FreshBooks founder and CEO, Mike McDermott, on what FreshBooks does and who it's for. Ridiculously easy to use invoicing and accounting software that's in the cloud so you can access it on any device. As I like to say, if you invoice, you need fresh books. We, we don't do retail. We don't do restaurants. We're just built for people who, who send invoices, get paid for their time and expertise. And we serve people with no employees up to people with a lot of employees. Side Hustle Show listeners can try FreshBooks free for 30 days at freshbooks.com slash side hustle. That's freshbooks.com slash side hustle to test it out for free. No catch and no credit card required. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search and hit the ground running with your new hire. But what if you could get rid of the search part and just get matched with qualified candidates? Well, now you can with our sponsor, Indeed. It's simple. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. The matching and hiring platform is trusted by over three and a half million businesses worldwide to connect with great talent faster. And 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. For my next hire, I'm using Indeed to tap into a talent pool of 350 million unique monthly visitors. And what else is cool is Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets. And how about this? Side Hustle Show listeners get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Just go to Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, what I'm kind of hearing is on the course side, Maybe it's 80% content and education, 20% community. And on the membership side, maybe it's flipped. Maybe it's 20% content and education and then 
really leaning on the the community and the access side where we're going to have these monthly calls, we're going to do all this stuff where I've seen people bake that into courses and maybe it's like a one-off charge to buy the course. And then it's like, I've seen people do it recurring or it's like, you know, maybe it's a lower price annually, but you still have access to all our group coaching calls or something like that. And then the hybrid model or what I've seen, maybe it's not even hybrid, but like what is trendy right now are these like short-term cohort-based courses where we're going to go through it live. It's piano in 21 days. We're going to sit down and do it together at this time every evening. We're going to do it as a group. And so we thought that with Dickie Bush and, and Ship 30 for 30 on the show recently. So there's different models in there. And as we're talking about this, I'm kind of hearing some pros and cons that appeal and and appeal less uh, to like the lifestyle side of things where Shane, you're like talking about, well, I'm constantly adding new content or I'm constantly having to be on these membership calls. If you want that, like, and granted, I love serving Side Hustle Nation people and like, all that stuff. So it doesn't necessarily feel like work, but it's like, what did I just commit myself to? Do I have to, do I just have to do this like every two weeks now forever? How does this work? Well, one, as your company grows, you can hire people to do the Q and A's because as you get more and more members, you get more and more revenue and you can start offloading some of that stuff. So it scales really nicely. Two, if you enjoy it, like I really enjoy our Q and A's. It's my favorite thing I do in the membership, but I don't go into my forums. I've hired other people to do the forums because we've scaled beyond that. And even though it feels like, you know, we always talk about stable, predictable, consistent, right? I'm consistently know what I'm going to do. My energy never flares up where I've got to have a big launch to sell more courses, never flares down. I know my numbers. I know how many members I got. I know my retention and I'm a churn. I can predict my revenue 10 months out in advance. And um, I had this exact same conversation with Amy Porterfield on my podcast. And for, you know, she's the queen of courses online. But she just added a membership into her thing for, for two reasons. One, the energy output to relaunch your course for her was so astronomical that it didn't make sense. She would rather smooth that down into a consistent, predictable flow so she didn't have to rely on launches so many times a year. And at the same time, the money in between launches, right? Like it's one thing to say, well, I've got some payment plans. It's another thing to say, I've got, I've got this launch coming up. I'm going to make a hundred grand. Like, really? You made that last time. Do you know you're going to make that next time? And so the predictability of income created less stress and anxiety. She still sells courses. I actually do sell a course, actually, too, that's completely separate. Um, I think there are reasons to do that. Like, it's it's so beneficial when you have a really deep, like you were talking about right there, Nick, about a, a thing that you really need to go through something live, right? We have this concept called the Million Dollar Membership Funnel. I need to go through that live with people. I want to make sure that people are taking action every week for eight weeks, and then they get access to that course that nobody else does in the community. So I, I think there's huge reasons that the courses can stand alone. Uh, but the energy output seems high. But when you look at the launch model to launch your courses every quarter or whatever, open close, it, it actually smooths it out over the year. I could definitely speak to that because I completely agree with you about the downfalls of the launch model. You know, it's great when you have a, like a six-figure launch, but what happens for the next few months when you're when you're not launching w with an online course? And so that's not a model that I particularly like, which is why with my course, it's completely, you know, evergreen uh, funnel on the front end. And um, we've got a way to even out kind of the relaunches to folks that are on the email list. How do you market that? Do you use Facebook ads or something? Or What, the evergreen or the relaunches? Yeah, the evergreen. Like, what's the top of your funnel look like? Number one is my YouTube channel organically, and then probably Google, just SEO, and then Google Ads. Those would be the top three traffic sources. On the organic side, like the YouTube, how many videos do you make? Do you make a, like a video a week or something? Or? One every, run every two weeks. 
and then you use SEO and then Google ads is interesting. Like, what do you do there? Do you just run Google ads to target keywords and Obviously, you know, Facebook ads is like more interruptive, whereas with Google ads, you're actually targeting people that are searching for your exact thing. And with something like the piano where everybody knows what a piano is already, you don't have to educate them on what a piano is and what it sounds like to know how to play piano. People know that already. So you just need to be in front of them when they're ready to look for that information. So we target how to play piano, learn piano, learn piano fast, keywords like that. How much traffic do you need to drive to get that many people to find your thing? Like, do you have a ton of followers on YouTube or? Well, it depends on, I guess, what my personal goals are, right? And how much money do I want to make and, and how many students do I want to have? So I've got 86,000 YouTube subscribers. And like I said, I mean, that's not the only traffic source. But ideal for us is we get about 100 email opt-ins a day to the Evergreen funnel. And around 3% of those convert to a sale. So that's about $1,500 in revenue per day from the Evergreen. And then we're constantly, every month, we're doing a relaunch to a quarter of our list. So then that adds to the revenue. So we have revenue coming in every month from the Evergreen and from old people that have been on the list for up to eight or nine years. I think the balance off is like, like Nick said, oh man, what am I committing to? That's a great question. You're either committing to doing two Q&As a month and building an audience through content, or you're committing to building an audience through content and running ads. So you're going to commit to something, right? With either side you pick, courses or memberships. And maybe one side sounds more appealing. One thing I would say about the membership model compared to this, because I've done this, is I don't need near as many leads or people to do the membership model. Like when we first launched elementarylibrarian.com, we had 250 people on an email list. All right. The very first month, we got 50 of those people to pay us $50 a month. That was $2,500 a month. We grew that over the first year to 300 people a month. That was $15,000 a month organic. And I didn't have to spend a dime on ads. I didn't have to do any of that. I just had to serve that smaller group of people. See, like driving, you know, 100 people into the funnel a day, I think that's another energy point you got to watch out for, right? But I don't have to drive 100 people a day because if I can get 100 people to pay me $50 a month, they're already paying. I just got to keep those. Either one of these are good. I want to stress that right now. Like this is a great business model. YouTube channel adds uh, into your funnel. Great, solid funnel that you converts. But you're committed to driving that traffic. I'm on the other side. Smaller audience, more commitment from those people. So I got to build more loyalty. That's the hard part on my side. But I'm just committed to the two Q&As a month. So we're all committed to something. It's just which side do you want to commit to? Yeah. So Jacques, you've got the evergreen funnel firing with the email sequence and deadline funnel. You still using that? Oh yeah, of course. Okay. So Shane, what do you do to get people off the fence and say like, now is the time to join versus, uh, you know, it'll be here tomorrow too. Sure. My main thing is trials and promotions. That's been the best thing that we found. We do work hard on relationship. Like, you know, I have a podcast every week. People get to know me through my podcast. I love email marketing. You know, our podcast drives people to our email list and we communicate a lot with our email list. Like I love to get up with a cup of coffee and send an email. Sometimes I'll just be like, what are you working on today? Write me back. We'll hit reply and we'll answer some questions or whatever. And then when we want to do a promotion, like we do free trials, like my easiest way to let people uh, see what we do and become a member is here, try it 30 days. Now they come in, they see how much we serve people. They see how awesome the community is. They see how great our content is. It's not hard to get people to pay the second month when you give them the first month for free. So that's how we reverse risk. I know with a course, you got you can have money back guarantees, things like that. We just give them the, the free trial up front, right? 
So that's usually how we get people off the fence, man. And uh, we have a philosophy on anyone that follows us. They will all be a member eventually. We just have to keep giving them the opportunity. People forget to tell their audience what they're selling. So we wake up every day and we say, hey, we have a membership. Let's give ourselves a raise every day. We get 10 more members at $50. That's a $500 a month raise. I can give myself a raise every day if I just tell somebody you can join my membership today. So work a lot about thinking about strategy, like how we're going to leave breadcrumbs back on Google, YouTube, podcasts. You know, always mention the pod- membership on the podcast, uh, stuff like that. I like that. This is the Netflix model. Well, hey, you know, you don't know what's inside until you see it. So here's a free trial. Get you hooked. So if I could just jump back real quick, Shane, you mentioned you don't necessarily have to have as much traffic, but like everybody could use more traffic. Like, okay, you you don't have as much traffic, but like if I all of a sudden snap my fingers and double your traffic, you wouldn't say no, I'm assuming. Sure. So we've got to have traffic and then we've got to convert those into buyers some kind of way. And I put a lot of time and effort into, of course, driving traffic, but then also getting those people to convert and do that one-time payment or payment plan, but they sign up one time and I don't have to worry about retention and churn. Of course, I'm going to give them a great experience, but I feel like with a membership, you almost have to like convert them each month to an extent. That's interesting. I mean, I think what happens is in reality, I believe that's true. And I take that as a personal responsibility. Like I have to earn your business next month. I dig that. That's, that's a part of my, you know, vibe or whatever. But at the same time, here's what happens. Like think about a launch, like you make a hundred grand and then you spend it till the next launch and then you make another whatever. Right. But here's what happens in my membership. If I have a hundred people paying me a hundred dollars a month, that's 10,000. Right. Let's say I lose five of them and I gain six. I grew right now. I got, I got 10,000 people. So now my baseline is 10,000 a month. When I go spend money on ads, my floor is higher than the launch person's ceiling. Because I'm just going to go $10,000. Now I'm going to add 10 members. Now I'm going to go uh, another $1,000. There's 11000 Twelve. It's almost like compound interest with the membership. So yes, of course we want traffic. Yes, of course we. I do buy ads on top of this. I am no longer a small audience, right? I was in the beginning though. So that's what we focused on. That's how we help people build memberships with small audiences. But when I start spending the ad money, when I start doing other things to get traffic, Every month, my floor is already there. It's a baseline. If I got 100 people paying $100, it's 10000 But if I have 1,000 people paying $100, that's 100000 And then when I do the next big marketing push, I'll grow it to 110000 So that's kind of why we like this. I do have to handle the problem of churn, but that problem is only handled through great service. So offer great service, keep the members. And then when I spend the marketing budget, I'm trying for compound interest, not just to repeat or beat the last launch, basically. Yeah, I like that compounding effort. But Shane, can you speak to that? What is a typical, if there is such a thing, lifespan of a membership? I'd heard years ago that maybe the average across membership sites is only three or four months. So there's obviously different levers you can pull to try and get that to be a longer term thing. But what do you see from members of your community or yourself? Yeah, every niche is going to be a lot different, you know, but we really look at LTV. That's the number you want to look at still. So months really doesn't matter because like, let's imagine this. Let's say your average member pays six monthly payments. I'm just going to pick a random number, right? Okay. But with, but with solid principles, if you know that, you should be selling them an annual plan at the five-month mark, right? So now X percent of people are going to take that. You're going to increase lifetime value, right? Now you got some annual plans. Then the next year on your annual plans, what we find is if you offer them a discount or even a reversion back to the monthly, they'll just re-up at the monthly. 
You see what I'm saying? So it all depends on what you're teaching. That's going to make a difference. It all depends on the process. Like if you're teaching someone, I don't know what this makes sense, but how to run four marathons in a year. Okay. Well, that you've built in retention of a year, right? Because because they're going to go do that. We got one guy. He has a website. His name's Kenny Troiano. And uh, he has a membership called the Breeders Academy. And it's not what you think. Breeders. This is not a PG show, folks. But uh, it's a, he raises chickens. He breeds backyard chickens, right? His retention is bonkers. He has 200 people paying him $50 a month. He's making a six-figure income, teaching people how to keep chickens alive in their backyard. But what it is is, though, they're, they're also breeding the chickens so that they can sell the chickens at the local farmer's market. They do eggs. They do all these other things. And, that's, and it's constantly evolving, just like any other industry. So there's like new medicines and new feeds and new whatever. And these people are so niched down and ingrained in this concept, they just don't quit. So his retention's bonkers, right? When he, when he shares his numbers, somebody else's might might not be. There might be. A, we got another guy. He has a membership. He's got four hundred members, and he helps churches use ProPresenter, which is a really souped up PowerPoint. Right? His retention is lower a little bit there because once they really figure it out after six, seven, eight months, they kind of teach a couple people how to do it. They can kind of release them and unleash them right to the world. You see what I'm saying? So he's got to come up with a strategy now to either layer another subscription on top of that or upsell something. One thing that we do at Flip Lifestyle, we are start building, grow an online business. We usually find that when people get to about 120 grand, 150, they might lose a little interest in our main content. Okay. I have a second subscription called the Membership Masters Newsletter. It's a paper newsletter. It's a calendar I send out every single month and it tells you exactly how to market your membership that month. Right. So we added a second subscription on the back end of it. And now when people want to leave, we're like, oh, you're doing great. Here, take this. Right. So like we have another way to monetize that. Also, we, uh, we're an affiliate for Kajabi. That's a recurring subscription. So when we recommend people, we just, we just try to stack subscriptions to handle the uh, lifetime value. Problem. But it's always LTV. We're looking at the same number that the course guy is, the money. Yeah. So people leave for a couple of reasons. They leave either they're not getting value or they got so much value they don't need you anymore. And so then it's like try to come up with the next product or the next tier up there. Have you found, Shane, a sweet spot for pricing on a monthly basis? There's a guy named Jermaine Griggs. Uh, you know how that is, Jock? He teaches uh, gospel piano. He is uh, the OG of online piano courses, man. It was like, it, he's, he's my hero, man. I got to, I got to meet him uh, at a conference early last year. And I was just like, I was, I, I was starstruck, man. It's amazing. He's legit, man. I was hanging out with him and we were, and he was, he actually gave me the greatest tip ever. We actually upsell our quarterly plans off of free trials and it's just been bonkers how many people take that. But his is lower ticket. I think his is like 39 a month or something like that. I don't know exactly what he charges. That membership may be settling in there, right? We got other people. I got a guy that I was coaching yesterday. He's doing a thousand dollars a month for his membership because of the, it's the clientele that will determine the price. I will say this about pricing. It's always higher than you think it is. We would have never guessed that we could get over a thousand elementary librarians to pay us $50 a month. I mean, these are the cheapest people on the planet. They're teachers, right? And it's always higher than you think. So just depending on the niche, I mean, if you're producing an outcome that can produce money, that's usually a higher one. Like we've got a lady named Blair Green. She teaches pharmacists how to add services to their pharmacy so they can make more money. Her membership's like $300 a month, right? If you got a chicken guy, you're going to it's, it's $50 a month right? It just depends. So yeah, no sweet spot. I always say just try the first price that comes to your head and then see how high you can raise it. Is there such thing as going too low? Like, you know, would 10, 20 be too low? Depends how wide you can get. 
Erin Chase, she has a website called Five Dollar Dinners. She she charges five bucks a month. She's got thousands of people, thousands, you know. So it just depends on how wide you can go in that case. Basically, the market will always tell you the correct price, though. If nobody buys it, lower it. If everybody buys it, raise it. That's it. That's all you got to do. So while we're talking about pricing, and Shane, you obviously coach people in memberships. Like, let's talk about pricing specifically of piano in twenty one days. For years, the main package that I've sold is $497. We've recently been doing some split testing of the exact same offer for $797 for the past couple of months. And we've got quite a bit of data now. And so far, the, the higher price is outperforming $497. So somewhere between $497, $797, one-time payment. There is a payment plan. If you were coaching me and said, hey, Jacques, look, it's time to transfer this, that we're going to make this a membership instead of a you know one-time payment course deal, you're already doing a lot of elements of a membership. So we're just going to switch up this model and get people to pay monthly, quarterly, whatever. Like, What, what would you recommend I charge on a membership, you know, monthly, quarterly, whatever basis? Yeah. If, if you divide it by 10 and it's under 100, I usually say just go for it. Right? So because here's what here's will happen. Like, like, let's say you got 797. Let's divide that by 10, say it's 79 a month. Okay, let's just pick a price. We would then look at the value that you're creating in the course, in the community, especially. That's where you would build your new value, like the service. Not necessarily the service. It's how you're connecting them to each other. How are you creating an event-like atmosphere in your community to make them want to show up, right? Like maybe you have on really good piano players once a month and they give a quick little lesson. So you're giving them some access. Maybe there's, uh, my buddy has a writing membership. His name is Joe Nicoletti. We actually drew this up on a napkin. He has writers, their biggest problem was they had no accountability. So we said, well, wait a minute. What if you just did a co-work session and you turned a big hourglass over for one hour and everyone wrote together and they just shared how many words they wrote. He has 600 members. (laughs) now that pay up every single month and it's literally he has a timer and he flips it over and they all set a goal of how many but they they, they, they're crushing it like and books have been written in these things because they it's better to write together than alone right so the the community is where i would tell you to up your value a little bit and then what you would do is through strategy you would look at okay well let's say we do that and we and we all of a sudden we find out all crud people only stay seven months right so that's less than the old ltv right So at that moment, you would have like a 50% off discount to upgrade to annual. And that would be one strategy you could use to say, okay, well, everyone that takes that is going to blow the old LTV um, out of the water. You could have an advanced training or tier that you could also upsell people into off the back of that. Like, so let's say, again, you find that maybe LTV of the monthly is, is down a little bit. Well, you would have maybe an advanced tier where you had like some people that would say like, listen, for a little personal touch, I'll pay 200 a month. Right. But the first place to start is if LTV is less, raise the price. Like you might be able to get the same amount of people to pay ninety nine dollars a month. And that would just fix the LTV problem. So that's usually how we kind of play with it. Um, And that comes from our own experience. Like we were charging about five hundred dollars a month for those lesson plans, access to those lesson plans and the courses and modules on how to run your library. We divided it by 10. We started at $49 a month. We ended up just just crushing it. Like the LTV ended up being like 14, 15 months. So just out of the gate, it worked. So we never raised the price again. We just added the strategies to upsell people into uh, you reward commitment with discount is how we do it in the membership model. And then you just play around with it. It's, it's like everything else. If you did that, you'd have to split test it and uh, see how you can make sure. But all you're trying to do is beat that LTV with the monthly price. But think about this. You may charge $7.97 now. And one person may get that at seven ninety seven, but what if ten other people that are not buying would join at seventy nine? You just got LTV, you just got it in a different way, and you got it from ten different people. That's going to multiply over the next few months. 
So it's more about including more people than beating that one-on-one LTV. But you got to think about both for sure. Yeah, I like the last thing you said, because really up until you said that, I was thinking about just one person signing up and paying in full versus one person signing up and paying monthly. And clearly not the game because my argument would obviously be, well, look, if I'm charging $7.97, I get all that money now as long as I don't do a payment plan. But if you get 10 of them, you get it every month. Yeah. I mean, I doubt- <laughs> Right? You see what I'm saying? You get that every single month. I doubt we're going to 10X it. You could, dude. Listen, I've seen it happen, man. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I, I, was, I was consulting a guy yesterday. Listen to this. He's got 200,000 emails and he's only ever offered a $10,000 product. And I'm like, bro, if you convert 0.5% of that list at $100 a month, you're going to have 1,000 people paying you $100 a month next month. That's a super low conversion on a list like that. When we did that, like the one year we made $77,000 on our membership. When we switched and we were selling it as like $497 product, the next year, the month that we switched, uh, we went to 144000 in a single month because so many more people that have been sitting on the fence said, well, I can do 50. I couldn't do 500. And they really do 500. They just do it over time. So you never know, man, especially when you got a list. You never know. But to use your words from before, like when you pay, you pay attention, right? And so when somebody signs up for a piano course, right, I'm not teaching anybody to make money and they pay $800. Like they are so committed. The completion rate at that high of price point is is very, very high. And I would be concerned that if they're paying a tenth of that more on a monthly basis, maybe they're not as committed. I mean, maybe. I don't I don't know. I don't know if that's true. I mean, I do know we have a lot of music people in our membership. Kevin Diffuse, the example I always use, he relax and learn guitar.com and his people stay forever. I mean, they stay, they do really, really well. And they, listen to this, I'll tell you a crazy story. I know I'm hogging the mic here a little bit, but I was on stage speaking. I was, I was at an event called Life Surge in Tampa. There's 5,000 people, big thing. We're doing sound check the night before. I'm flipping through my slides and the, the guy that was running sound check, he was standing beside me and he goes, hey, I love that guy. And I was like, what? You love that slide? And he goes, no, I love that guy. And I, I had Kevin Diffuse picture up as an example for a great membership. And I go, what do you mean? He goes, I've been in his membership for years. I love the way he teaches me, man. It's slow. It's at my pace. I can do it whenever I want. He goes, I'm in his membership. And I'm like, I helped him launch his membership. And I just to see like this guy standing beside me out of nowhere. And, but he was just talking about Kevin, like he liked that style. So there probably are people that that's another important point, Jacques. There are customers who definitely, and you need to think about your customers if you're listening to this, that probably might need a course. There are other customers that might need a membership. So your customer is probably part of this discussion, too. It's not just about what we, the entrepreneur, want to provide or the teacher. It's like, what do our people actually need? Like that million-dollar membership thing. I had that in the membership originally. It was not getting completed. So we changed the way we delivered it to make sure that it did, whereas my other courses were getting completed. So that's a, that's a great point. Like You got to think about what's going to be best for your, your user, for sure. If you travel a lot for work or for vacation, you might be familiar with that feeling you get knowing you're leaving your space unused for long periods of time and you're still paying for that privilege. But hosting on Airbnb means you don't have to leave your home sitting empty when you're away. Being an Airbnb host isn't just a way to earn some extra cash. It's a chance to share your space and make a guest's vacation all the more memorable. You might be thinking, eh, maybe my place isn't the right fit, but don't write it off just yet. Your potential Airbnb might be right in front of you. Whether it's a spare room or even your entire home, there's an opportunity waiting. 
Airbnb turns your home into a practical and even profitable venture. We just got back from a family trip to Hawaii where we stayed in a great Airbnb, but our place back home could have been a highlight to somebody else's travels, and we could have used the extra cash to help pay for the trip. So if you're curious about hosting on Airbnb, find out how much your space could be worth by visiting airbnb.com slash host. Once again, that's airbnb.com slash host. Jacques, do you still do the good, better, best pricing tiers? Yeah, so probably a year ago, we just dropped the bottom in package and it was uh, $97. And the reason that we dropped it is because the completion rate or success rate was very low. It was just the book. There was no video lessons at all. We dropped it. So right now we've got two tiers and by far about 80% of people go for the the high end option. Okay. And we're comparing uh, Shane's business to Netflix with the free trial. And I want to point out that at piano in 21 days.com, you're doing the same thing, like big prominent red button, try it free. And then that's the lead magnet and that leads into the course. So kind of same, similar model here. How do I give people a taste, make them believe? Now I will say one difference there though. Like that is like, I'd say that's like the first step. That's like an intro or something like that. Is that what that is, Jock? Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm giving away like 0.5% of, of everything. Yeah. When you join our free trial, we have nothing blocked. It's everything. It's anything you want, wherever you want to come in, all community, you get the member calls, like you get it all. I can't give them, like if you come in, it's actually worse conversion if we have everything blocked out when you get inside. Like we just give you everything because I don't know where you're coming in at. You know what I mean? You may have, I'm, I'm assuming that's your starting point, whereas you might be a little farther down the road. So we actually open, when we do free trials, it's completely open. Like they have access to every single thing that we offer yeah. inside. Yeah. And Shane, for you, it's one price. Here it is. It's not like, oh, for $1.99 a month, you get, you know, super bonus secret access. Yeah, I don't do tiers. The best analogy here is I want to give credit to a guy named James Shramko. He explained this to me one time. He said, a membership, the big difference is like a, like a course is like a specialty chocolate bar. You go in, they got a few options, whatever, right? But a membership is a supermarket. You don't know what your members need that day. If they log in and need milk, you better not have the milk aisle blocked off. If they want cereal, if they want ham, if they want something else, like everything's there and they get to come get it whenever they want. That's It's like Costco. That's the beauty of being a Costco member, right? You can go get whatever you need every day. Fair enough. Let's talk about maybe the the tech stack or the tools and resources that you guys are using to facilitate these online businesses. I know, Shane, you mentioned Kajabi on our last call. Is that still kind of your go-to hosting platform, all-in-one uh, marketing platform? Yeah, we are all in, all on Kajabi because you know we've used everything over the years and we went on a mission about a year or two ago to find a, the platform that was the best all-in-one. And uh, Kajabi is the best thing. It's got email marketing. We do all of our email marketing Kajabi. Um, I can build a website on it. I can build my sales funnels in it. It's got the CRM and it's got the best membership backend that we've found. It's got everything you need to host your courses, everything you need to run your forums and your community. Just everything you need is inside of it. So that's all we use. Now, we do still have a WordPress website, but that's just because we've been in business 10 years and there's like 2,000 pages and I'm not going to move it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right. but uh, the day I can get off of that WordPress will be a great day. But uh, yeah, we've canceled everything, man. We're just all in on Kajabi. Um, it does it all. And the tech now, man, compared to when we all started 10 years ago or whatever is crazy how much easier it is to actually start building, grow a business online. Yeah, versus having just to duct tape a whole bunch of different tools and stuff together. And hope they didn't update something and it broke the whole stack. Yeah, is this API talking to this other thing? Or what, what, what happened with my Zapier thing? 
So K-A-J-A-B-I for Kajabi. Find Shane's affiliate link somewhere. Get him some recurring uh, Kajabi commission. Fliplifestyle.com slash Kajabi. That's all you got to do. There we <laughs> right, go. There yeah. we go. Jacques, what about you? Yeah, I mean, the, the tech being easier today than 10 years ago, I mean, that's even an understatement. It was such a struggle. I was pulling my hair out so hard when I was getting started just with the, the tech and even just figuring out how to put my content behind you know, a password-protected wall. But it's so much easier today. I also went on a mission about a year ago trying to find what was going to be best for my course, my community, my people. And Kajabi made my top four. I have reviewed about 20 different uh, platforms. Um, I, I do love Kajabi. I think one of its biggest downsides is just the price. It's one of the more expensive ones, but it's also one of the most capable ones. But at the end of the day, at the time, they hadn't released like Community 2.0 yet. I wasn't super impressed by their community features. Maybe they've released that by now, Shane. Oh, yeah, it's way better. Okay. Yeah, the first one was the first one was terrible. And then uh, they took a lot of the feedback and it's a whole lot better now. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all we're using uh, for our forums now. Yeah, so the only thing that met everything that I wanted to do um, was was actually a WordPress solution. I'm using LearnDash uh, for the courses, Buddy Boss for kind of the social community element, and it's been great. We launched that um, probably six months ago. It's going really, really well. The biggest advantage is that it's it's pretty customizable. The biggest disadvantage is there's more pieces and parts, more things that can break. Sometimes, you know, the more customizable something is, the more complicated it is. It just depends on who you are and what you're capable of and where you are in your journey. I would have never done this particular tech stack at the very, very beginning, but it's been amazing for us, uh, my team, and for our students at this point. That's what we used, Jock, before we went to Kajabi. Oh, wow. Do you have Infusionsoft or what do you have behind it? Active like, campaign. Active campaign. Okay. We used that. Ours was definitely flavored by, I also needed something that I could look someone in the eye and honestly say, you can have an online business running in seven days with this. Right? So I think like, I could not say that when it was like, I'll teach you how to install LearnDash and Buddy Boss or whatever. But like, that's a good stack. It really works well. That's because you're teaching how to start a membership, and I'm, exactly. I'm not. Yeah. My, mine is flavored, yes, definitely, by that. Uh, that my decision, uh, for sure, was definitely that. Yeah, exactly. So, like, right now, you log into the course. Right on the homepage, you've got a cool little map showing you where you are with your progress. You've got a practice tracker right there that you can log your time, your practice. Like, that's all kind of custom things we were able to add that really you wouldn't be able to add in something like a Kajabi, a Thinkific, some of the kind of canned solutions out there. The other main reason we went with that back when you were, if you were using Buddy Boss Shane, they probably hadn't released this yet, but they now allow you to just package the whole thing up and turn it into a native mobile app. And that was really appealing for us, especially with our particular niche, because piano apps are very much a thing. There's a lot of cool things about this particular stack. And I mentioned Active Campaign. I mentioned Deadline Funnel. One of my other favorite tools would be Bonjoro as well. Nick, I know you uh, know how much I, I love Bonjoro. Yeah, so I've sent over 5,000 of those Bonjoros. It just really sets the kind of the relationship off on the right foot. Like shortly after they, they pay me, you know, $500, $800, they're getting a, a personal video from, from the creator, just welcoming them, thanking them for signing up. Now, if I had a membership, I would certainly still do that. And I'd, I'd probably figure out a way to maybe do that like every three months or six months or something as, as kind of a, a retention tool as well. But as far as a tech stack, those are probably a few of my favorites. Hey, what do you project manage with? Do you project manage with anything? Do you use Asana or anything? Yeah, we, we use Asana, man. I mean, I, about a year ago, I hired um, like a director of operations. And that's just, I, we were a mess before she came in. Do you know what I used for project management before that? It's called uh, Google Sheets. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. We just used that. Uh, we got Monday.com. That's part of our tech stack too now. 
that thing's crazy what it can do. People think it's just like plan your weeks and manage your team. Dude, the automations that we have triggered out of Monday.com has, it's like a spreadsheet meets Asana meets Zapier. And it just like, we can make things happen in our Kajabi account from Monday.com. It's pretty insane. Like we can trigger all those reminders and stuff from Monday.com. It's pretty insane, like what it can do. But uh, it's really good if anybody's looking for a project management software, man. Not an affiliate, just highly recommend it. As much as I wish I could, I, I, I would love to do everything. I just just can't. And so things like that, I'm just like, okay, whatever you want to use, let's yeah, use you it. Do it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't have time for all that. Can I just play piano and be the vision guy? That'd be great. Yeah, there's so many tools. I love all, and I love geeking out on all this stuff. So don't worry about you know going too down uh, into the weeds on anything here. So my understanding, Jacques, is top of the funnel would be YouTube, Google traffic, Google ads into the free trial or kind of the lead magnet into the evergreen funnel. And then Shane, for you, largely podcast driven into the free trial and then into the membership. I'm curious, like on what's a typical day in the life or what's a typical week, if there is such a thing on where your time is spent today? Is it spent on the marketing side? Is it spent creating new content? Is it, you know, with existing members or students? Jacques, lead us off here. That's a fun topic. I mean, reading the four hour work week was was my entry into entrepreneurship a very long time ago. Me and my family's life is crazy right now. We're not living in our house. We're doing some construction. We're all over the place. And I'm so blessed to have the business that I do because I'm able to kind of step away. I was able to batch a ton of YouTube videos before this all happened about two months ago. And we are good through about mid-November on the YouTube channel. So that's a that's a large part of, of what I need to do is be on camera. And I'm good with that for now. So I haven't recorded any videos in a while. We do a, a weekly Q&A for our students. So I've been participating in that. But fortunately, I mentioned my student success manager earlier on. We're getting her trained up on being able to do those. So she's been kind of joining me on some of those because I'm not able to be at my like at my piano these days. So she's at her piano uh, on her Zoom screen and so on. And, and she's going to be pretty soon like going to be able to do those on her own to where I don't have to attend those each week. So I've been um, I've been t- attending those those uh, those Q and A's each week. Uh, every two or three days, I'll log in and see if anybody's flagged an email, like a support request that that needs my attention. Other than that, like the past month, I've been doing like almost nothing because that's been what's been required of me in my current situation. And thank goodness that I have the type of business that has allowed me to do that. But I also love what I do, and I'm excited to get back uh, into it and start you know coming up with new YouTube video ideas um, and just ways to serve our students even better. Yeah, very cool. I feel like we can hear maybe some of the construction or some of the hammering going on in the background, but don't worry about that. Shane, what's a, what's a day or a week in the life for you? Yeah, I mean, same thing. It's like, you know, that's the power of online business. I mean, you know, you're location independent. You're not time bound. You get to pick every minute of your day. A couple of years ago, we were getting, I was actually getting a little bored because we had kind of automated too much. And I went on a mastermind trip and I got some, a great piece of advice. It was, uh, it's not about the, the four hour work week. It's about finding something you never want to stop doing. Like you want to get up every single day and do it every minute, but still having the freedom to choose what to do if you want to. And I decided a couple of years ago, I was like, I love people. I just love to talk to people. That's what I like to do. And my entire business is going to revolve around that. And we started kind of bending that out uh, to do that. So when I'm home, my day usually works out as wake up with the kids. We have breakfast, get them to school. Uh, me and my wife, Jocelyn, do some stuff till about 10. Then from about 10 to 3, I podcast. I mean, that's all I do. I either guest on a podcast or I record my own podcast. That's my primary function. 
Um, and I'll, or I'll do Q and A's. Like I do two Q and A's a month with our membership. And, uh, man, lately we actually partnered with a speaking company and, um, I've been speaking on big stages. We've been doing uh, seminars. We've been doing weekend seminars. That's been a blast. So it's kind of like a new division. It's something we just started. So I've been flying around the country speaking, uh, doing live events and stuff like that. So I think right now I'm on the road about two, about a, I'd say about eight days a month right now, but I uh, mean, it's been just so fun. And that's the goal, man, is just build the life you want and then create a business that will provide the income and time freedom to do it. And uh, it's working out for us. So, so far, pretty good, man. That last thing you said is really well said because, you know, Shane, me and you, we're, we're not the same person. Like, I don't, I don't have aspirations to go around and go on these big stages. I kind of designed the life that I, I wanted to have. And it was just, it was a lot of freedom, but it was, it was a lot of family time. And I don't have these aspirations to just be like world-class at what I do, or, or everybody knows who I am. I sit over here and, you know, I teach people piano all over the world and it serves me and my family very, very well. We're trying to serve our students. You've got to ask yourself that question if you're weigh, weighing, you know, membership versus courses as well. Cause I don't think that, you know, memberships are a fit for everybody. And I don't think courses are a fit for everybody. In a lot of ways, I think courses can be a little bit simpler. I don't know that everybody is up for a membership. I think it's a lot of, both are a lot of responsibility, but I think it's probably even more so with memberships. And it's very clear, you know, just by this conversation, why you've been so successful, Shane, I mean, how well you're serving your students and so on. I just don't know that everybody has that in them necessarily. Would you agree with that? I think everybody's going to be different. Some people are going to be listening to this being like, I'm just going to go sell products on Amazon. It's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like that's happening right now. You know what I mean? And uh, some people are going to be like, I'm just going to Uber and listen to you guys. This is ridiculous. Right? And uh, it's really just what do you want to do? And also, what do you want to build? You can build a course business where you're the star on stages and in front of your people every day. You can totally build that. You can build a membership where you are totally introverted behind the scenes and nobody even knows you own it. Right. So I would actually say, take a meta approach. What do I want my life to look like first? That's what you have to figure out first. How much money do I need to run that life? Divide that by a number and go get that many customers. <laughs> like that's how you build a life that you really want and love. And, you know, I think they're both pretty flexible in, in building either way. Well, those were some good parting thoughts, guys. Really appreciate you both stopping by to uh, make a return trip to the Side Hustle Show and share your insight. Again, you can find Jacques at theonlinecourseguy.com and the online course show. Shane is at flippedlifestyle.com and the Flipped Lifestyle Podcast. Big thanks to FreshBooks for sponsoring this week. Side Hustle Show listeners can start your 30-day completely free trial at freshbooks.com slash side hustle. That is it for me. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, let's go out there and make something happen, and I'll catch you in the next edition of The Side Hustle Show. Hustle on.